in the Farm Bureau studio, back with you on this Friday. I'm Matt. JB's here. Beaver's even here. You got Jake coming up. JB's behind the wheel. Got 10 and 2. Both hands on the wheel. Going to get you pulled safely into the driveway right up to the front door of the drive with Jake Wimberly and Beaver coming up here on the zone at 3. There's lots of high school football to get into. And look, high school football has kind of been a theme today, and that has been a ton of fun. Appreciate you listening in, tuning in. However, if you're on the live stream right now, you're listening on Facebook or YouTube or on the Periscope live feed, y'all feel free to ask a question, comment, type away. I'll see all of them here. Same thing for the Country Pleasing text line, Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. Y'all text me. It's a great way to communicate on the show. 885-ESPN. That's the number to text. 601 601- 885 ESPN. If you need the number itself, it's 885 3776. So uh, text the show. Call me. I'd love to hear your voice also. The Divinity phone, Divinity equipment in Madison and in Jackson, 995 1059. It's a 601 number. 995 1059. Call me. We'll talk. A lot to get into. Here in hour number three, presented by Overstreet Properties in Starkville. Overstreet Properties in Starkville. If you're headed to Starkville, you going up there? Do you live out of town? You're going in for ball games? So, hey, maybe you need a place to stay this weekend or every weekend during football season, basketball season, baseball season. Maybe you're moving up there permanently. Investment property, which a lot of people are getting into in that Starkville area around campus. Well, look, Kane Overstreet at Overstreet Properties can help you with all of that. Just remember this, y'all. It, it, even if it's just you got a student, you need to lease an apartment, go there first. Go to Kane Overstreet at Overstreet Properties. Find out all the, the contact info at overstreetproperties.com. And, and trust me, you're going to be glad that I sent you there first. Okay, Great people, and they've got whatever it is, and you're going to find the right kind of people and the best kind of deals that you're going to want to you know, work with when you get there. Since I know Beaver is here and can hear me, let's get the show started right. 25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to the Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Yeah, let's play a little football. That's some Jerry Clower for you. (laughs) All right, so uh, it's my last hour with you here on this Friday. You get the drive coming up. We'll get into the weekend. You got football tonight. There is actually high school football on television tonight and tomorrow and Sunday afternoon. You've got college football on television tomorrow night. It's going to be Austin P versus Central Arkansas. 8 p.m. kickoff in Montgomery. You got the FCS kickoff game tomorrow night. That's going to be on TV. So, um, what's fun about this is next time we get together, next time I play that intro for you on Monday. We're going to have results. There will be a whole lot less previewing and a lot more reviewing. 
So let's see how it all goes this weekend, huh? Shall we? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do just that. High school football. I've, I, it's just like I've got this rejuvenated uh, affinity for just talking about it and watching it and keeping up with it from everything that goes on. You know, the players, the broadcasts, the stadiums, big, large, small, medium, all things in between, and the bands as well. I like it all. I like it all. The JSU Sonic Boom imitated, never replicated. That's just the way it is. So, uh, on the country pleasing text line, country pleasing sausage, what a memory. Norman, Coffee Norman brought up the outdoor show I used to watch growing up, uh, one of them, the Archie Phillips show over in Alabama, and he sent me pictures, y'all. He still has the the bass that he sent to Archie Phillips in Fairfield, Alabama, who mounted that largemouth bass, sent it back to him. Really, really cool. Thanks for sending that, Norman. Appreciate it. We brought up Shane Matthews, a former Florida Gators quarterback who actually grew up in Mississippi, was a huge Ole Miss fan. Uh, As a kid growing up, Bill and Madison reminds me, Shane's dad coached, uh, he says he actually coached him, Bill Played for him for two years at Carthage High School. He was an outstanding receiver for Ole Miss. Had the Blue Bonnet Bowl reception record for a long time. So Shane's dad. We it was just saying, like, you know, you think about Shane Matthews, Peyton Manning. Two kids close to the same age. They both grow up Ole Miss fans, going to all their games. Their dads played there. One goes to Tennessee, the other goes to Florida, sets records, becomes All-Americans, and both become NFL quarterbacks. <laughs> and it's just crazy how that happens sometimes, huh? Life. Life. Um, think about what you think about life when you're young, and then doesn't always work out that way, does it? Incredible. Paul on the Periscope feed says, Brett Favre played the Monday Night Football game the day his dad died and threw four touchdowns in that first deal. No question about it. That was an unbelievable, unbelievable thing. Uh, That particular game. I remember watching that. Wasn't that a John Madden game? Wasn't Madden calling that one when Brett Favre did that? I believe so. That was incredible. Yeah, I think to go back and find that one. Watch that old classic game. I'd love to see it. They th- weren't they playing the Raiders out in L.A.? They were. Yeah. That's it. It was the Raiders. Right? Because the Raiders, the classic deal where you go play the Raiders on a night game and you know the players are running around on dirt because it's a baseball field also. I mean, they had that look going on then, too. Get, and one last text, and I'm coming to the phone line. Uh, Gator Nation on the Country Pleasing text line says, talking about where people went to school. Is it true that Rivers uh, had Ole Miss and his final three was leaning towards them, but a friend told him Eli was going there, and he had no chance of starting, so he went to, and you, you didn't remember, but yes, he went to uh, NC State. Philip Rivers, where, he went to high school in, um, uh, 
Athens, Alabama, right? Up in northwest, well, actually be, well, north Alabama. I mean, not necessarily in the northwest corner, but in that area, Moulton, in the Moulton, Athens area, where he went to high school. His dad was a coach. Maybe that's true. I had not actually heard that, but knew that he went to NC State, and the rest is history for him. Cool story, though. Thank you. All right, here we go. Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Just getting hour number three started with you, presented by Overstreet Properties in Starkville. You need investment property, need a place to stay one night, need a place to stay on the weekends when you go to ball games, condo, maybe moving there permanently. Maybe you're just going to lease an apartment. Any of that. Overstreet Properties in Starkville. That's where you need to go. Call Kane Overstreet. Look them up at overstreetproperties.com. Jeff on the phone line. What's up, Jeff? Hey, man. You know how you get an over-enthusiastic um, feel of the SEC and you don't think we're the baddest things you know, around? Yeah, we are. sure. I saw something on, I forgot it was, uh, they looked at the last 20 years and they looked at what state dominates. And, of course, you got the Floridas and you Texas. And they were talking about what two schools in each one of the states put more people in the NFL. So I looked at it, and I said, well, Ole Miss, you know, in state, man, we just go rock Kentucky and, you know, everybody else. Did you know, you just mentioned Phillip Rivers, mm-hmm. did you know that North Carolina and North Carolina State has put more people in the NFL than both Mississippi State and Ole Miss? Is that right? Well, and um, that just blew my mind. And I wonder how recent that was. Was it like this last year when you saw it? No, no, no. They look from last 20 years. Okay, yeah. 2000, 2020. Well, and that's, you know, that is interesting to me. It My perception of their programs, Jeff, is for like mm-hmm. for North Carolina, is that they have been more up and down. They're obviously the, the basketball school, but my perception is that they've been more up and down. You know, they were up when they had Mac Brown and then down and then up maybe one year with Fedora and then down and now back up again. Whereas NC State, pretty much like every year for 20 years, has been a six or seven win team. You know, maybe the occasional eight or nine wins, you know. Yeah, the caption was, uh, if you want to look it up, it says the top 50 schools Uh that put people in the NFL. Ole Miss was number 39. Uh, State was tied for number 31. And both. NC State came in like at number 27. I think, Lord, North Carolina was like number 24. Wow. So it just kind of blew my mind. That is, that I would not have guessed it, you know, off the top of your head. Me neither, brother. Yeah, that's really, yeah. I'm going to look it up. Was that was that an ESPN link, or do you remember exactly where it was? No, I was just looking, I was doing something on Google. Okay. And what I did, I saw it, it said the uh, uh, general managers is ranked the top you know, 50 schools, I think that's caption top 50 schools, you know, uh-huh. puts people in the NFL since the year 2000. Okay. And I looked at all the rankings. Boise State's like number 50, so there you go. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to look at that. That's. I'll see if I can find it. It's really neat. That is really neat. You know, and for a long time, in terms of producing NFL talent, Ole Miss was ahead of Mississippi State. They would have more... You know, every year or just kind of collectively there for a lot of years, they'd have a few more than the state did. If you went, you know, from, you know, early 2000s, you know, on up. But then in these last several years, state has kind of jumped them. Numbers of players in the NFL, um, numbers of stars and those kinds of things. It's kind of, it's turned in now in state's favor. DJ, 
on the Divinity Equipment phone. Thanks for calling, DJ. What's up? DJ, you there? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, man. I had something I wanted to share with you, but I wanted to respond to the previous call, if that's okay. Yeah, please do. You know, stats, you cherry-pick stats, okay? North Carolina, North Carolina State, if you went traditionally to the modern era of college football, they know it come close to state no best when it comes to NFL prospects. But we do know who's number one in the last 20 years, right? Well, in the last 20, I mean, I'm going to think it would be either Alabama – or Ohio State, or maybe an LSU or something? You picked the top two. Ohio State's number one, and believe it or not, in the last 20 years, Alabama's not as close as you would think. Hmm. Now, in the last 10 years, Alabama is one, and Ohio State's number two in the last 10. But you got to remember, Alabama had that period with Mike Price and and all of that. Uh, You know how Alabama was a little – you know what I'm saying? The, The boat was a little unsteady in the early 2000s before Saban came back. Right. But uh, the reason I called, uh, when you mentioned the Blue Bonnet Bowl, Blue Bonnet, Weed Whacker, what are some other crazy bowl names we used to have? <laughs> those are two of the craziest. Yeah, I you mean, had the um, the one I remember was the, it, what was it, the Poulon Weed Eater Bowl. That was the one in Shreveport forever. Right. right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly, and, and the thing is, it's, it's funny that, uh, you know, bowls, but... Now, when you were at State, how many bowls did you play in? I played in two um, my last two years of school. What year did you graduate? Uh, well, my, the the 99 season was my senior year, so I played in the fall of 99, and then uh, played the fall of 99, and then graduated the following May. Well, you know, I, I love to, uh, you know, even though I'm a Ohio State fan, big time. I did get my uh, B at my uh, BS at Mississippi State, and I'll keep old Mississippi State too. Um, they go, when's the last time State played for an SEC championship? And I said, when is the only time that Ole Miss played for an SEC championship? I'll wait, okay, because <laughs> it's never happened. And, and you know the thing is, uh, State was good enough to beat Tennessee. I mean, it was. Yeah, I mean, y'all were y'all were good enough to get it done. Like I said, it's just one of those games that uh, play or two here or there. You know? But, yeah. hey, I love your show. Thanks for letting me be a part of it. Thanks, DJ. Appreciate the call. Yeah. Um, Coach Sherrill, on those 90s teams, he started building it in the mid-90s where it, it was a steady stream of, you know, big guys, right? By the mid-90s. By his fourth or fifth year there as the head coach, he had State pretty well recognized as the biggest offensive line in college football. And they would talk about it on television and and all that kind of stuff. You know, when you talk about the Blue Bonnet Bowl, you know the, the original name was it was called the Astro Blue Bonnet Bowl. Was it really? Yeah, because it was at the Houston Astrodome. Yeah. The bowl just a we little had, tidbit, you know. I've got a little stuff on my hard drive that just won't go away. It won't go away. How about that? Um, yeah, we had we had we went to the Cotton Bowl in '98, then the Peach Bowl the next year. Played Texas one year and then played Clemson the next year. You know, we lost to Texas in the Cotton Bowl. Beat Clemson my senior year in the um, Peach Bowl. Those are fun experiences, no doubt about it. After having not been to bowls the years before. Um, 
Yeah, Coach Sherrill built it, you know, start with big offensive linemen running game, and then slowly but surely by the late 90s put together the best defense in the country. Hired Joe Lee Dunn. And, you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Everybody's got adversity they have to deal with. But the fact is there were not a lot of people in the SEC or in the SEC office who were thrilled that Coach Sherrill was building something at Mississippi State. There were a lot of people that liked it the way it was, where, you know, you had your tried and trues, Tennessee's and Florida's and your, uh, you know, Alabama's and, and Auburn's. And he was starting to recruit against them and win and then play against them and win. Those late 90s teams that that I was fortunate enough to be a member of, those teams beat Alabama three out of four years they played them. They beat Auburn three out of four years they played them. Beat Ole Miss three out of four years you played them. And if you think that sat well – with uh, other people, you're wrong. So you, you had to do, he had to do more than just win ball games. He had to win a lot of other battles as well. Here you go, JB. <laughs> the number one funniest, Which, the number one funniest bowl, or, or the top bowl names that are, you know, considered humorous. The Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl for a while hmm. there. Number two. It's a mouthful. It is. Number two, the Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl. Number three, the Poulan Weed Eater, the Independence Bowl. There you go. Number four, the Magic Jack St. Petersburg Bowl. Then it became the Beefo Brady's Bowl in St. Petersburg. Number eight, the Battle Frog Fiesta Bowl. Number nine, I forgot about this one. In 2014, it was the Duck Commander in Independence Bowl. Duck Commander. You don't think those folks had some money? They got a. They went and bought the name of a bowl game. Duck Commander Independence Bowl. Number ten, the Cherubundi Tart Cherry Boca Raton Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Lord have mercy. That's the name of it, man. Who's thinking up these things? <laughs> Cherubundi Tart Boca Raton Bowl. Come on, man. I sure am glad Jake's not trying to do this off the cuff. I'm not. I wish he was. I'd be. I'd love. <laughs> I wish he was trying that. Okay, so since 2000, number of players... How about that? Irreconceivable differences. <laughs> Irreconceivable. Thanks, Jake. <laughs> the high school, the the high school in this country that has sent the most players to the NFL, Fork Union Military Academy in Fork Union, Virginia. 70 players all time in the NFL, 14 of them are still active. I bet they still they they put some uh, NBA players in there too. Uh-huh. All right. Just getting started, hour three. Stick around. Show. The guy who, if he's not talking sports, he, he's fishing for bass, okay? But he's right here, right now. Online at 1059.com and on your radio at ESPN 105.9, The Zone. Back with you. Got about a half hour with you left here. We'll 
finish the week with you strong and then uh, send you over there to The Drive. Jake Wimberly and Beaver coming up at 3 o'clock. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. Which Mississippi high school has produced the most NFL players? According to Pro Football Reference, who? Anybody got an idea? <laughs> well, my knee jerk is to say South Panola. Mm-hmm. It's not South Panola. Not I don't according. I think that's who it is. Not according to this list. Not who it is. Let's see what kind of answers we get. Now, for fun, anybody can look it up. Okay, so for fun, if y'all have a guess, nobody's gonna get called out for being wrong. It's just seeing if we know. According to according to profootballreference.com, which Mississippi high school has produced the most NFL players? Uh see what we come up with right there. Now, the top fifty most represented college football programs in NFL history. Okay. That list, according to stats that also came from profootballreference.com. You know, DJ said Ohio State number one, but what this is showing is that in history, now if we were talking about the last 20 years, it'd be different, but over the history of college football, it's Notre Dame. Notre Dame has produced the most NFL football players of anybody out there. Uh, you know, across the history of the NFL, 543 former players. USC is number two at 483. I wonder yeah. how much of that occurred before 1990. I mean, the, it had to be like just the huge. Because in the in the vast late 60s majority. and the 70s, I mean, USC and Notre Dame were two of the powerhouses, mm-hmm. constantly in the top five. Right consistently sending people to the pros but i mean you look back now right name the last person that you know that you can think of that went to notre dame that's on a professional football team now yeah who i mean there's some of them out there but man i don't know other than mr catfish himself i i can't think of anybody off the top of my head right matt daddy guest on the country pleasing text line he said madison central it's not madison central okay according to this list profootballreference.com the Mississippi high school that has produced the most NFL players is Moss Point. 18 all time. Doesn't have any active players at the moment. That's funny you say that. I got a, I just got a text from a, a coach that's yeah. listening to the show. and He said, I'd say Moss Point or Clarksdale has produced yeah. the most high school. Well, <laughs> Moss Point has produced 18, and number two in Mississippi would be Clarksdale with 17 all time <laughs> NFL players. Um, so Clarksdale has, so Moss Point with 18 NFLers, Clarksdale with 17. Uh, let me keep, g- give me a second here. I'm going to scroll and see if I can find the next one. It's a pretty comprehensive list. It goes down there. While you're okay. looking, let me ask you, was, was Kevin, did you play with Kevin Fant? I did. Was he at state when mm-hmm. you were there? Okay. Yep. He was, yeah, a, he's a distant cousin, but he, he played at, uh, he played at Moss Point. Yeah. Moss Point guy. Um, several guys, you know, Derek Tate was a Moss yeah. Point player. 
Remember Jack Jackson played at Florida? I do. I guess caught passes from Shane Matthews uh, there for a while. He was a Moss Point kid. Yeah, so this was a list of the top 100. So it doesn't go beyond 100. The top 100 high schools in the country in terms of you know, the entire country. And the only two Mississippi schools on the list would be Moss Point and Clarksdale. So any others would be outside of the uh, top 100. I'm trying to look here at, you know, for an Alabama high school in terms of producing NFL players. And, uh, heck, man, I got to go all the way to... I can't find a single Alabama high school on the list. The, the, the last group of high schools in this list of the top 100 schools in the country, high schools that have produced NFL players, they're all tied. At, they've sent 14 guys to the NFL, several from Georgia, California, you know, a couple from Pahokee High School from Florida, places like that. Melrose in Memphis has sent 14 players to the NFL. Uh, there's a bunch on here from Texas. But in the top 100 high schools in terms of sending guys to the NFL, ultimately, I can't find one. There's not one single high school in Alabama. Not one. Not a single one. How about that? I didn't think that would be the case, but doggone it is. Okay, I want to get over here to this question. We got a question real quick from uh, an unnamed texter, country pleasing text line. It says, is it true that the great running back, Frank Gore, almost went to Ole Miss before choosing the University of Miami. I do believe that's true. I, I'd always heard that, that they were recruiting him hot and heavy. Wasn't it, wasn't it Orgeron who was the coach at Ole Miss and they were recruiting Frank Gore like crazy and he wound up going to Miami? And Of course, the rest is history. He's, he's going to be a Hall of Fame guy. Actually, it was uh, Cutcliffe. Cutcliffe, okay. Yeah, I, I just found an article that said, uh, what if Frank Gore didn't flip to Miami on National Signing Day 2001? Uh, the Hurricanes ruined David Cutcliffe's party. Oh, wow. But what if they hadn't? Mm-hmm. It means Frank Gore would have been Eli Manning's running back. That would have been something, huh? <laughs> All right, so that leads me to a... Uh, an article here that, J.B., you forwarded me earlier that has to do with Southern Miss, the first team that's set to play around here anyway. There you go. So next Thursday night, Southern Miss is going to host South Alabama. And uh, our man Patrick McGee with the Sun-Herald who covers Southern Miss for them does a fantastic job. The five best newcomers on Southern Miss's team. Now, what it said here is uh, on their football team, they are loaded with first-year players. These are the five best. Now, I, I gotta let the fight song play for a second. Hang on, hang on. To the top. All right. The, you know what I needed to wait for, JB? I had to wait. Let the song play a minute while I texted my wife back because she texted me, we're going to Chick-fil-A. Do you want anything? Yes. Yes. Spicy, <laughs> spicy chicken with waffle fries. Ooh. With Chick-fil-A sauce for Chris Brooks. 
Man, how do you stay like under 250 pounds eating like that all the time, JB? Uh, it's a gift. I don't talk about it much. Uh, is the gift called a tapeworm? Is that the gift? Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. <laughs> no, I did get on the scales this morning for the first time in a while. We weighed 201.4. a boy. a boy. Hadn't worked out in six months. <laughs> after, after losing all that weight, uh, I'm I'm hanging in there at a healthy 235. Is that your playing weight? Actually, it was a little less. I reported to Mississippi State as a freshman out of high school at 230. And by the time I was a senior, I played at about 240. Now, there was one year in there where I lost a bunch of weight just because I was working so hard. I was down to about 220. But I mean, so... I mean, so yeah, I guess it was playing white. Uh, I'm going to give you those five best newcomers at Southern Miss coming up. Stick around. Here um, on the show in the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau Insurance. Go! With the home team, they are your home team. Yes, that's right, True Maroon. All right, so we had the question earlier. said, is it true that the great Frank Gore almost went to Ole Miss? And it it teed me up. It queued it up. Article from Patrick McGee. The Sun-Herald covers Southern Miss for them. The top five newcomers at Southern Miss. They're loaded with them. They're going to play a bunch of first-year players uh, this year. They're loaded with first-year players. But the five best at the top of the list, Frank Gore Jr., freshman running back. Here's what Patrick said in the article about him. Son of an NFL legend, obviously. Gore was the high school signee who generated the most buzz when he signed back in February. Has had an impressive fall camp. I'm paraphrasing some of this, not reading it word for word. He is a Miami product, and he's going to play a significant role in the Southern Miss offense. And all signs point to him eventually becoming the starter that they need back there at running back. He's five feet eight, five foot eight, 170 pounds. In a couple of scrimmages for Southern Miss, he's carried the ball 17 times for 139 yards. Teammates, coaches talking about him being a complete back. Okay, the running back's coach at Southern Miss is Akeem Davis. This week he said Frank has kind of set himself apart from being extremely consistent. Since the first day he's walked on campus, he's been seen and not heard. He's done what he's needed to do, and he's been consistent. I'm glad he's on this football team. I'm glad we got him for four years, maybe even possibly five. He'll be a cornerstone for the Southern Miss black attack. That's what they call it. Uh, I won't give you all the details, but there's a kid from West Point mentioned here, Jason Brownlee, a transfer from East Mississippi Community College receiver at Southern Miss, 6'3", 185. They mentioned uh, a guy who's a junior college linebacker defensive end who came in from Iowa Western Community College. Avery Habas is his name. Cameron Harrell, junior cornerback. Uh, former Iowa Hawkeye. Transferred in there. And then the fifth guy they mentioned is another running back. Don Ragsdale. Hines Community College. JB, you know, earlier when, I think it was Matt who called in, and he was talking about how some of the high schools back in the day, they'd play each other, but the visiting team would come in and they'd have a big meal for them. Yeah, right? happened. I, I participated in a few of those meals. I remember 
a guy who, um, Bill Ward from Northeast Mississippi Community College, was the longtime football coach there at Northeast in Boonville. He played his college ball years ago at Southern Miss, but longtime coach. Coach Ward passed away a couple of years ago. Just an awesome guy. I'm so glad I got to know him. His uh, his grandson, by the way, is the offensive coordinator this year at Tupelo High School. Trey Ward. How about that? Yeah. But anyway, Coach Ward, I he used to tell great stories of you know what it was like coaching in junior college football in the 50s and 60s and 70s, which he did. Now he was uh, in his younger years, in the 50s and 60s, he was an assistant coach, and then ultimately became the head coach. There in Boonville, the street that runs along the south end of the football stadium is uh, Bill Ward Avenue. It's named after him there in Boonville. Just a great guy. And I heard him telling stories, and he mentioned that one time, how he told – I don't remember all the exact details. But there was one specific game. He mentioned that Hines Community College came to Boonville. They set up a long row of tables in the basketball arena, the basketball gym, and one long row was for the Northeast team. They'd sit on either side of the table. And on the other side of the gym was the long row of tables strung out, and that's where Hines sat over there and ate. He said, and while they were eating, this is, you're going to play later that night. Both teams are in there eating dinner. They're going to play each other later that night. And they got to jawing back and forth, and pretty soon a big fight broke out. Food fight! Yeah. <laughs> See if you can guess what I am now. Yeah, he did, <laughs> he did not um, mention a food fight, but a or sure enough fight. He said somebody stood up, slung their folding chair out of the way, and here come the guy from the other side. They met in the middle. Boom! And about that time, here come the teammates to the rescue, and we had a big brouhaha. Like Donkey Kong. It was on. He said in about two and a half hours later, both teams were on the field in uniform getting loose. <laughs> <laughs> he said that was great. You know what else he told me? He told me a story in 1950, I think it was his late 50s. Okay, and the head coach at Northeast at that time was a man whose last name was McCool, just like McCool Hall at Mississippi State. I think it's the same family. I don't remember his first name, but his last name was McCool. And Coach Ward was an assistant coach on that staff, late 50s team. And they had a you know, pretty good team or, or developed into a pretty good team. He told the story that they had to play at East Mississippi Community College in Scuba. Bull Sullivan, the head coach there, famous. And he said, you know, back then, we didn't have like a ton of players. He said, we didn't have 25, 30 players. We just didn't have that many. (laughs) He said, and we didn't have a bus either. So we just loaded up in two or three or four cars. We took our cars down there. We However, how many cars that we needed it to load our players up and our trainer and our coaches, and we drove down there. We drove down there in cars. He said, so we get to the field at East Mississippi Community College. This is the late 50s. Our guys get out, start putting their stuff on. They get in the end zone, and Coach McCool circled them up. One guy got in the middle. They start going through their stretching routine and all that. He said, well, at East Mississippi at that time, they were the class of junior college football. They got a team of 60-something guys down there. Guys that are going to go definitely go on and play big-time football, you know. Everybody wanted to play for Bull Sullivan, even though he was mean as a rattlesnake, or that was his reputation. Well, he came, Bull Sullivan came walking down the field to the other end where the visitors were, had just gotten out of their cars, shakes his hand and greets Coach McCool, 
and says, these your players? Coach McCool says, yes, that's, that's them. He says, is this all you got? He said, yeah, we got 15 guys. You got 15? Uh-huh. He says, okay. Bull Sullivan walks down to the other end of the field. They've got over 50 guys in uniform. He picked out his best 15 players and told the rest of them to take their uniforms off and go sit in the stands and watch. <laughs> and they played 15 on 15. 15 guys for Northeast, 15 guys for East Mississippi. I've never heard that story. And my first cousin was a, a D-back in the late 60s at Scuba. Hmm. I'm going to have to ask him about that. I ask him about that. I'm going to ask him. First of all, I'm going to ask him, did you get to play? Or were you sitting in the stands? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which one was he? Yeah. That'll be telling. That'll be uh, telling. Uh, Gator Nation on the country pleasing text line. What did he say here? What did he say? When football's... Gator Nation, I'm going to tell you, I love getting your text, but every now and then we get one from you that you had to have typed it out so fast that it can't... You just you get in a hurry, I think. I think you just get in a hurry. Because the last one, I just... Well, he, I can't. He's always in a hurry to get to the... The last, his little signature. Mm -hmm. He's so excited about doing that. And All this one I know is it's something about, what, running Brady down my throat? Yeah, yep. I think he was sending that to me for oh. some reason. Well, I hey, it just yeah. might get on the air, Gator Nation. There, there you have it. You just have but to I, remember, I can see him too. I'm just glad he, he capitalized that beat. <laughs> That's made T my week. TB12, the GOAT. Yeah, we can't, can't figure out why the others were... Why was the B never capitalized before? <laughs> I just can't quite figure that one out. <laughs> um, look, I mentioned this very early in the show, so it probably is time to repeat it. Um, you have a ton of games that are going on around here. Uh, just like last week, you're going to have uh, quite a few that you may want to tune into, stream those online. Um I had a great time last week watching MRA. MRA, by the way, they're on the road at Kapaya uh, Academy this week. Prep is at Simpson, and JA is at Leak. You know, so any number of those streams. But you've also got football on television this weekend, high school football, that is. Tonight, ESPN is going to broadcast St. Paul's versus Spanish Fort down in Mobile. National broadcast for that one. They have some great rivalries and, and great football in the Mobile era. Don't quote me on this, but I think, did A.J. McCarron go to St. Paul's? Or did he go to McGill-Tulin there in Mobile? He went to one of those in that, in that area. So that's a good one. That'll be on TV tonight. Um, late tonight on ESPN, two schools in Utah. Corner Canyon High School versus Bingham. Then tomorrow on Saturday at like 11 a.m., it's Trinity Christian, who was playing in Jackson against MRA last week, Deion Sanders and company. They are going to play against Knoxville Catholic in Tennessee tomorrow. Yes, the game is in Knoxville. So last week, Deion Sanders, Trinity Christian, put the players and team on a bus, had them on there from Dallas to Jackson, played that night. We were told Deion Sanders flew into Jackson, into Madison. So tomorrow, they are in Knoxville, Tennessee. There'll be some other games on throughout the night. And then, of course, tomorrow night, college football, FCS kickoff 
Austin P versus Central Arkansas. Who are you rooting for in that game, JB? I'm 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 my cheer is let's go P. <laughs> let's go P <laughs> The Governors. The Govs. All right. Appreciate you, JB. Have a great weekend. You too, pal. Good week. Yep, good week. Thanks everybody for listening. Appreciate all the phone calls and texts. It's been fun. Coming up next here on 1059 the zone WRKS. Jake Wimberly in the drive, along with Beaver, our man. Y'all stick around for that. I'll see y'all Monday.